0: But I want you to open up your hearts real big, right, so that you can receive what the Spirit of God has to say through Jerry Haskell to you and give him just a warm New Creation Church welcome as Jerry comes to minister to us.
1: All right. Yeah, I usually don't, well, I never never stand up here and talk, so I'm pretty nervous about it, but I'm sure the Spirit, I'd like to pray first and then we'll have, uh, I'll ask God to settle my nerves down a little bit. So let's pray father i thank you i thank you for your goodness i thank you for your mercy in our lives jesus i thank you for your blood and your sacrifice and uh we're all here because of you lord jesus and we're all here to learn from you and learn about you and uh we want you in our lives and uh showing us things father and holy spirit i thank you that you're here tonight to be a communicator father through me through me that i can communicate what you've put on my heart father god and i just just ask for help in jesus name (laughs) amen Amen. so pastor mark's right i uh, honestly i uh, well so i've been back here coming on two years it's it's been a little while but uh, and what i'm going to talk about tonight god put on my heart quite a while ago probably i don't know six seven years ago but and it was churning in me for a while but then it kind of faded away a little bit but since i've been back home here Almost every single service I sit under, God shows me something or or links it back to this thing that he's been talking to me about for years and years and years. So, ultimately, the, a couple of weeks ago, it was Sunday night, we were talking about it, and um, I really felt pressed on my heart to go talk to Pastor Mark. I was more just wanting to share my information with him, but he said, you can share it with everybody, and here we are. So... <laughs> Anyway, so let me start off easily, or a couple of easy things, and I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. They're no-brainer questions, right? But who's ever asked for God to move? In their life, in the nation, in the city, anywhere, right? We've almost, well, every Christian should ask for for God to move. And then um, we ultimately, when we're asking God to move, we're asking Him to change our surroundings, right? We're asking Him to change something about how we live, or um, or people around us, or situations around us, we're asking Him to change our surroundings, obviously for the better. We're we're looking for our surroundings to be changed for the better. So, God or the Spirit of God is always wanting. His power is ready and available. I mean, who believes that that God is He's ready and willing? He's we, this not what I'm talking about tonight. That He's willing to, but but we've had plenty of services. Ingraining it on our, in our minds and in our hearts that God is willing and ready to move, and He He has the power. He's He's there. He's He's a hum, a tremendous power source that is wanting to move in the earth. And we keep, and I believe that we're supposed to call out and and ask Him to move just like we just did there. We're asking Him to move in our nation, but. Sometimes we get frustrated with why things aren't moving, right? Or, or that we don't see them moving. But basically, that's where, that's where this all kind of comes down to in me. So, so ultimately, um, like Pastor Mark said, I'm an electrician, and, um, and I'm connected to this church. So I spent a lot of time away from this church, but this particular story takes place in North Dakota. So I spent nine years or so running around the back roads in North Dakota. And I was a service electrician on drilling rigs. Um, So I was a service electrician on drilling rigs, and we had to go all over the place, all hours of the day and night. It was a 24-hour thing. And a lot of our rigs up there were like two, three hours away. So I had just got done with um, our, it was the 10-year anniversary of this building. We had a big deal and we had a lot of guest ministers in right so anyway long story short i was listening to the podcast my heart was i was was really in my heart i was i was seeking god i was wanting to press into the message primarily for this church and because i'm connected here and always will be but i knew i should be listening to those messages and and i had listened to them over and over probably five or six times but this it's funny because when god talks to you or when you have a revelation or when you get something triggered. And I remember every detail about this encounter with God because I was on this Highway 16 in the middle of the night between somewhere on the Montana-North Dakota border, and I was listening to these sermons, and and it was uh, Pastor Mark Brzee was talking. And I love Pastor Mark Brzee because that's really where my heart was... was, Yearning for, because Pastor Mark Brzee, if you guys, I mean, most of you know, he he's always talking about, he's always telling stories about miraculous things that have happened in the past or have happened in his life, and he, he and he churns hope or expectation in your heart for for the Spirit to move. So basically, in in and this isn't the first time I've ever heard this, but in that sermon that that I was listening to, he said electricity in the natural world works the same as the Holy Spirit works in the supernatural. And honestly, I was a little bit frustrated when I, that, I'd heard it before, but it, but this time it sunk in, and I remember just shutting my radio off and, and saying, God, here I am, I'm crying out to you, or I, my heart is really crying out to you. I'm listening to this intently, trying to understand what you have for me and how you're working and then here i'm i'm an electrician i've been one for 20 years and i feel like i know quite a bit about electricity and these people are paying me a lot of money to go fix all their electrical stuff and here it is a man of god saying electricity works exactly the same as the Holy Spirit, essentially. So I was a little bit frustrated, and I, and I called out to God, and I was like, well, if that's true, you need to show me that, because I've dedicated 20 years of my life learning how electricity works, so you would think that, that if that's true, I should be an expert in how the Spirit works, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's where I was a little bit frustrated because of that. So anyway, that was, that was my encounter, and, and honestly, i mean i don't know exactly what he said but essentially he said well i'm glad you asked right so um so since that night he has started unfolding things to me and and i've been pondering and dwelling on you know the parallels between how the spirit of god works and how electricity works right so hopefully this won't be too boring or electrical i i think i have to talk about electricity for a little bit so hopefully you guys can follow me (laughs) i'm sure you can but anyway, in the natural world, um, you know, we think of electricity as these lights and plugs, and these do change our surroundings, right? Electricity in our homes and in our businesses, and, and you know, it changes our surroundings. We have light, we have heat. We, uh, you know, mankind, before electricity, basically when the sun went down, you went home and did nothing because there was no light, I mean, other than fire, but anyway, so electricity changes, it, this is convenience. To me, this is all convenience stuff. This is just, you know, to make our personal lives a little bit more comfortable. In, uh, in, in industry and electrical, it, there is, the industry runs on electricity, right? So I think about uh, earth movers, you know, around here we have trackos and stuff and they get really big all running off of diesel power. But if you want to see a really big dirt mover, go to Craig, Colorado and they have these humongous deals, and they run off electricity. They have a drag line that runs to them. And uh, what? Trains. Trains run off electricity. Basically, point being is the heavy lifting in in our world uh, and pumping water, pumping oil, you know, obviously drill rigs, stuff like that, it's all run off of electricity. And most of the heavy moving in our industry is done with electricity. So basically, I'm trying to make the point that it's not only about you know our comfort and our you know us having heat and light in this room tonight it's there's a, there's major things moving by electricity right now as we speak so um, because a lot of times people think of electricity and just think about a light or a plug right but but it goes a lot farther than that so the question is how is the holy spirit working how is the holy spirit working similar to how electricity works and I was a first-year apprentice once in electrical school, and I thought they were going to teach me everything about how to install electricity or how to install circuits and everything. I was excited about it. And the first thing they teach you in electrical school is they bring up a picture of an atom. You know, this is an atom, right, a molecule or an element. So we have the periodic table of elements, right? And um, in the periodic table of elements, there's all sorts of elements, but as it relates to electricity, Every atom has, you know, back in school we learned this, right? Every atom has neutrons and protons and all that stuff in the in the nucleus of the atom. But around the outside of the atom, there's rings of electrician or sorry, electrons. Um, rings of electrons. The outer ring of electrons. There's several different rings, but the outer ring of an, of an atom with the electrons that go around the nucleus is called the valence electrons. So this is 100% or are, are very critical to how electricity moves because that valence ring can hold up to eight electrons. And the more electrons, the less conductive it is to electricity, right? So if, the, if you have an atom that has eight electrons, that is an insulator of electricity. It does not allow electricity to pass. If you have one that only has one electron, that is a, an excellent conductor of electricity, and let me spend a little bit of time on this because I know it 's probably boring, but but what, what it is, how that works, is with that outer ring of electrons that that element will allow electrons onto it, and then it 's easy to push them off of it, right so as the electricity flows, right your electrons are jumping onto these elements and then jumping off basically it. It, it conducts because there's always input, and there's always output. If the, if the valence electrons, if there's eight of them, which that's all that ring will hold, if there's eight of them, there's no room for any new electrons on, and it won't let any electrons off of it. So it's an insulator, right? Electrical, you know, electrons can't pass through that. So anyway, I have to explain that because, um, uh, 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 let me see here. So I want to env- envision or imagine, basically, a, spectra- a spectrum of elements. And on, let's just say, the right-hand side is all our insulator elements. So I'm, I'm talking about the periodic table of elements. And I'm, you have a bunch that have all those electrons and they're insulators. And then on this side, you have the ones that have few electrons and are conductors. So can, this is really interesting in the natural because you, you probably know that we use copper and aluminum for... Um, just building or, or general electricity, but what's more a better conductor than copper or, or aluminum is gold and silver. And basically, all the precious metals in our earth are, are, are the most sought after, valuable precious metals in our dirt, in our ground, are conductors of electricity, which is really interesting because in a minute here, I'm going to parallel it to the spiritual elements but um and i'm probably getting ahead of myself here a little bit but but you know in the spirit we have all all similar elements similar things mixed in our around us and the most sought after and valuable elements are the ones that the holy spirit works through right so let me let me just get onto that because that was the next section there so (laughs) sorry So just as electricity works in the natural, there are elements in the Holy Spirit that either conduct or insulate the movement of the Holy Spirit. So in the, um, oh, sorry, bear with me here a little bit. So the elements that allow the movement of the Holy Spirit come from the character of God, right? So. We're going to get into some of those, these spiritual elements, but the only ones that conduct electricity or are are, are conduct the Holy Spirit that allow the Holy Spirit to move are the ones that come straight from God. It's God's character in us and in this world that, that allows the Holy Spirit to move. All, all of the other elements, just like the periodic table, are more insulators than conductors, right? So, anyway... Um, so and it's the same spectrum in the spiritual, we have, we have some spiritual elements in this world that absolutely hinder the movement of the Holy Spirit, and we have some spiritual elements in this world that, that conduct or allow the Holy Spirit to flow, right? So we'll start with the insulating elements, um, this is Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and this is this is the negative side of this, and it's funny because, um, I'm getting into the part that basically Pastor Mark went over most of this this morning that we're getting up to. <laughs> But anyway, um, the works of the flesh that are, ev- I'll, I'll just read it. So Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy. You know, I mean, we obviously get the picture. It's all the negative, bad stuff. And those, of course, are going to be insulating elements that will hinder the flow of the Holy Spirit. Um, in on the flip Um, the conductive elements of the Holy Spirit would be Galatians 5.22, of course, the the fruit of righteousness. But, and I'll just read it, but the fruit of the Spirit (laughs) is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And there's a, a few more there, but basically, we, you know, and this morning we talked about the fruit of the Spirit and how that, that was fruit in our life. But it's it, in, in this and in what I'm trying to get across tonight, it's interesting that when this fruit develops in our life, you know, the love, joy, peace, that's also the same element, if you'll, if you'll allow me to say it that way, that the Holy Spirit works through, Right. In our lives, so as we develop love not any love but god 's love, as we develop god 's love, as we develop god's joy god 's peace, and as we, as we ha- have that in our spirit, and as that becomes more of what like we learned this morning, what we operate out of you know operate out of things of our, in our spirit that 's how the Holy Spirit moves through us and that's you know that's how it 's similar to electricity you know if we operate out of the The negative side of that, if our daily life is that way, we are a big problem for God because God wants to move. We we may even be calling out for God to move, but he can't because what we are, what we're letting our life operate out of will not let his spirit move through, right? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Let me get... I don't know if this is going to be 15 minutes or an hour. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've never done this before, so this is a trial run here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, solid gold. There you go. So just as in the natural, the conductive elements in the spirit are the most sought-after and valuable elements, right? And this goes back to Again, what, when we were learning about the fruit of the spirit, it was that Sunday nights that we did that series on the fruit of the spirit, right? Because if you ask anybody in the world, whether they want love, joy, peace, all that stuff, or everything that was listed above that, even the worst of the worst people out there are going to say, I'd really rather have what's in list B, right? The, the good things. So those are, those are the most sought after spiritual elements in our world, just as gold and silver and copper and aluminum are in the natural, right? Yeah. So the ground of our heart is made up of all these elements, just as the ground in this earth is made up of the periodic table of elements. So and this, go, this is where I'm basically going to re-preach um, Pastor Mark's message from this morning. <laughs> so our heart is made up of our spirit and our soul, right i i I heard a message on on what is your heart because a lot of times we think of our heart as our spirit but it's more than that it's it's when we say our heart it's really influenced by our soul as well which is what we learned this morning our 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 mind uh will and emotions so i'm going to talk about our heart because if we kind of if we kind of look at those together with the spirit and the soul together that creates the ground of our heart it, it, it's easier for me to see it that way, right? So um, so our heart is made up of our soul and our spirit. So in that ground, we have, if we're born again, because that's that's the deal. When we become born again, just like Pastor Mark taught this morning, our spirit is dead or or separated from God until we receive him and receive the Holy Spirit. And actually that's my next next deal I'm jumping ahead of myself again but basically second second corinthians 5:17 and 18 of course we when we accept the holy you know Jesus when we accept what he has done for us his sacrifice for us his blood he creates a new spirit within us we are a brand new spirit and that spirit it it um all things are or now all things are of God basically god's spirit has made a brand new put brand new spiritual elements in our spirit when we when we are born again, so then going back to the ground, so now we have we have the gold and silver and copper and aluminum it's you know that those valuable elements are now in our heart they're in our ground of our heart, but we still have all the other stuff that our soul that our soul brings because of course when we when we receive jesus at, at the beginning he, you know it's he puts that in us and we can operate a little bit out of out of what is now in us but but uh, we all know that that's a process you know you don't just you're not just made out of solid gold all of a sudden you still got to deal with your uh with your soul all right so um One more, I I thought this was interesting because one of the works of the flesh, so the negative stuff, the insulating stuff, in the message translation of Galatians 5, I'm not sure which exact verse it is, but um, in the message translation, it says one of those attributes is a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. (laughs) Right? So that's one of the things that it absolutely does not allow the spirit to move in our lives. Is a stinking accumulation of emotional uh and mental garbage, so I thought that was interesting, and it's funny that we talked about it this morning too, so okay, so anyway, when we get born born again, God deposits his character in our spirit, so our spirit has now got the gold and silver so um then just a couple of parallels here. Jesus operated out of the character of God. I think, that's, I think that we can all agree on that. And um, that's John 14, 9. In the message translation, again, it says he's talking to Philip and he says, Have you been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand? To see me is to see the Father. How can you ask, Where is the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And the words that I speak, to you aren't mere words don't just I don't just make them up on my own the father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act so that's Jesus and I think that's that we can all agree that Jesus um, was a in this earth was a direct picture of the father so uh, of the of the of Jesus worked out of the character of the father so we have the same character in us and we're, now that we're born again, and we're called to function the same way. And again, out of the Message Bible, sorry, I'm probably going through these scriptures too fast, but um, John 14:12 out of the Message, this is just a couple more verses down. It says, Believe me, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. This is Jesus talking. If you can't believe that, believe what you see in these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I am on my way to the father and I'm on my way to the father and give and I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing you can count on it from now on whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing I'll do it and that's how the father will be seen for for who he is in the son I mean it whatever you request this way I'll do it so basically he's saying we're called, obviously, we're called to do the same thing. And what we're portraying when we we obey that verse and when we work in the name of Jesus or when the Holy Spirit works through us in the name of Jesus, what's really being seen is the character of God, right? It's the Father God that Jesus had his character and then Jesus gives it to us by the Spirit of God to work the same character as the Father of God in this world. Right, so the last one there is the is what are what does the spirits role there the Holy Spirit, and um, that's John sixteen twelve through fifteen. This is just the New King James. I still have many things to say to you, but cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. So he's, he's going to speak straight from the Father, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, that's Jesus, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore, I said, he will take of what's mine and give it to you and declare it to you. So again, that's just confirmation that, that um, Jesus is taking straight from the Father and giving it to us, and he expects us to, to operate out of the, of the godly character that's in our hearts right okay so all that being said so we went through the elements of of the spirit basically and then hopefully you know i didn't spend too much time on this on the soul or the heart part because that we went over that this morning but but so we have this ground in our in our hearts which is our soul and our spirit that we have a mixed bag in there. We have gold and silver and copper and aluminum and we also have things that don't conduct at all, which which is usually a mixture of a bunch of it's not pure, right? It's just a mixture of a bunch of ugly stuff like the that verse in the message. So so now it comes in the natural again. Now we we dig up all this gold and silver and we make conductors out of it, right? So it's our responsibility to allow the Holy Spirit to move through us in our world. It's our responsibility. In order to do this, we need to operate out of the conductive elements that God has put into us. His character. We have to operate out of our spirit. God can is continually pulling our hearts into his refining fire, right? So we went over this, this is this is kind of what triggered triggered this whole process for me is pastor mark was talking about the fire of of god and how you know it's a purifying fire so in in relation to this i'm looking at it as a refining fire right we're taking our soul our heart sorry our heart which is made up of our soul and spirit we're taking all that mix right and we're bringing it to god and we're putting it in his refining fire and and of course um A refining fire, obviously, um, in our world, how we get solid copper, solid gold, is we have to go through the refining process. So in the natural, an effective conductor of electricity that's used in an electrical system needs to be 99.9% pure. It has to be pure copper, pure aluminum, pure gold, pure silver, whatever it is. The purity ensures that the conductor can be used without creating heat or burning up, which is interesting. A conductor that is not pure cannot handle the amount of current that may be required to do whatever it's being asked to do, and it's less efficient and will be unreliable in an electrical system. So basically, uh, if we have a uh, mixed conductor and we put it into you know, we want to run all these lights or a motor off of it, and we turn that switch on and run it. If it's mixed and it's not, it's not designed to for the purpose. It will burn up. You will end up with a fire or a melted something, in in the natural. So thinking about that in the spiritual, um, we're called to be conductors of the Holy Spirit to move in our environment and change our surroundings right? So in order to be effective and efficient, we need to increase the purity of God's character in our life, right? So if we have a mixed, if we have a mixed um, a mixture of some God, but some of the world, as, as we we're trying to, to um, minister to people or change our surroundings, basically, again, like I said, let the Holy Spirit move through us, He is very limited because if he gave us full power, whatever, whatever that was, the amount of current it was required to do the load that, he, that we're asking him to do, if we're not pure, the result of that would be he, we would burn, burn up, right? So God's not going to do that to us. He's not going to, um, he's not going to, you know, let us catch on fire. So he's limited, basically. He's limited to the amount that he can run through our lives by the mixture of the world that we are trying to operate out of, right? So anyway, God gently convicts our heart to move closer to him. He's pulling us into his refining process. I think we all know how that feels. It's not, it's not harsh. It's very quiet and gentle, and he, it's a yearning in your heart. You know, it's God convicting you of, uh, you know, just a nudge saying, hey, you shouldn't, you know, Maybe you should let that go, or, or that's a real problem in your life. He's, you know, we know God. God's a, you know, God has never forced us to do anything. Like, it's, like I mentioned a little bit above there, is that it's our responsibility. It's our choice to bring our life to God, if, to be um, that conductor. So the refining process takes time. And in this world, it does as well, right? You, you bring a mixture of dirt and ground that they mined out of somewhere, and you bring it to the refinery, and they go through a whole process of separating things. And I'm not an expert on that stuff. I have no idea what happens, but I do know that it takes fire and time, <laughs> right? So refining starts by acknowledging that there are impurities and that they need to be removed so again as we dig up the earth we know that we have dirt and we have all sorts of stuff and that's why we're going to the refining the refinery right so in our spirit though this is up to us we need to recognize that we have impurities in our heart again our soul and our spirit we need to recognize that we are not operating you know and this is a process like i said there's a there's a long process to this but we we are bringing a mixed bag to god and it's going to take time to go through his refining process to get us more and more pure as we go. So um, and you know so basically what that looks like uh, the refining starts by acknowledging that there are impurities that need to be removed, and this this is responding to the conviction and starts by repenting, right? The repentance word that's and repenting all that really is is acknowledging that you had a problem, acknowledging that there's something in there that, that you don't want in there and that you know God doesn't want in there. That's all we need to do is go to him and say, God, I have fear in my life, or God, I have pride in my life. I have selfishness in my life. Help me deal with this, right? I don't want this in here anymore. I'm coming to you and help me deal with this. That, that is the beginning of the, re, of the refining process, you know, um, and it's completely our choice to bring that to him, Right? he is not going to make us he's always going to ask us but he's not going to make us yeah. Yeah. um so in my mind here again i'm thinking the spirit on one side and the soul on the other and both of these together kind of make up our heart um so my note here is we identify with his death. Pastor Mark taught about this, I think it was just last week, that we, ident- we need to identify with his, the death, burial, and resurrection. So we d- identify with Christ's death by bringing this mixed bag, bringing our heart to the altar as a sacrifice, right? As he's calling us, we're, we're, that's how we identify with the death of Christ, as we bring our mixed bag of some good, some bad, we bring that to him and say, I'm going to bring this to you and give it to you and put it on the altar as a sacrifice, right? And of course, what happens to a sacrifice, it gets lit on fire. Um, And this is God's refining process. So we we offer our sacrifice of mixed elements. He burns off all the impurities and only the valuable elements of his character can withstand that fire or remain after the sacrifice is made. So when we get to that point, um, oh, I wanted to make one more note in here, because God's fire is different from natural fire. I, you know, I think it was, um, what is his name, Aiden uh, Brevere? Is that his name, Aiden? that, that was here on last? Addison, Addison. sorry, Addison. He, uh, he said this a few times at last year's men's conference. He's like, the fire of God is interesting because it's a, it is certainly a fire that you can feel and it hurts. But the more, the closer you get, and the more you embrace it, the less it hurts. It's not like natural fire. It's not like natural fire, where the closer you get, the more it hurts. The fire of God hurts more when you're trying to avoid it. If you if you go straight for it and go, and just give it 100% and commit to it, the pain is over in a heartbeat. He burns it out quick, and and you're on to the, the next the next level which is awesome because we you know I I see it in my life and I'm sure that there's other people that can recognize this too but a lot of times you feel that heat of God's fire and you keep on trying to avoid it and bouncing around the edge that's the most painful place to be is when you want to go in there but you also don't want to go in there and you keep on dabbling with it that's when it's the hottest right if you jump in the middle of it 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 it, it goes away quick so so as we identified with his death, when we bring our heart to the altar and say, take this, it's, I don't want this, help me deal with all this negative stuff, refine you know, the good stuff in, in us, we identify with his resurrection after the sacrifice is burned and only the elements of God remain in our life. So um, whether we like it or not, as, a believer, as believers, we are a conductor Every single day, in every situation, with everyone we talk to, we are a conductor, You're right? Whether we are an effective conductor or not is up to us, but but we do bump into people everywhere, and they are getting what is what is in our heart, every, and the Holy Spirit is wanting to move. Again, we're calling out for Him. We're asking Him to change our surroundings, and we're asking Him to work through us and work in the world, and we're asking Him to do all this stuff and he's, he has got the power available, but, but, you know, if we aren't a pure conductor, he has no place to go, right? So are we, are we a conductor? This is my last question. Are we a conductor that will allow the Holy Spirit to move? Um. So just wrapping it up then, God's power is here, willing and wanting to move. All he needs is a network of conductors. And I've said it a few times that it is his desire to change our surroundings because just as in the natural, as we have all these conductors in this building that are are routed everywhere, they change our surroundings. The power, the electricity running through those changes our environment. Um, the network of conductors in this building and in this town and in this state and in this country and in this world, the network of conductors that are out there have completely changed our surroundings in the natural. And I, I see it in my heart that it's the same way in the spiritual. You know, God has a network. He's got people everywhere. He's got them here. He's got them in our city, in our town, in our state, in our country, in our world. He's got the network of believers and. Obviously, we're continually, he's continually calling more in, but he, he's got a network of conductors out there to change, to answer those calls that we call out. It's all about how conductive they are and how pure they are in his character if, if, he, can, if he can accomplish what we're asking him to do. Because he, he has no lack of power, right? Right. Um, he has the, he has plans to give us the small conveniences like these lights and plugs to change our our immediate environment and I see that as our neighbors and our friends and the the people that we bump into on a daily basis that would make our life more comfortable so to speak if if God was moving in their lives which is very important to God these lights are very important to us as as people but. There's also a whole different side of that, and that's that industrial side. When we're asking God to remove politicians and, re- and replace them with leaders, and we're asking God to save our nation or bring our nation back to, to where we were, that's, in my mind, that's heavy lifting, right? That's, that's more than just turning on a light bulb. That, that is going to take a lot of power, and it's available, and what's interesting is it works off of this exact same principle, the same way that that light turns on is the same way that that thousand horsepower motor spins and generates or, or moves water or oil or whatever it may be. It's the same concept, the same conductor, the same elements being used, and, um, and God, the Holy Spirit, can do both. He can do both at the same time. He can, he can change our surroundings here and work on the, on the industrial side, so to speak, at the same time. So the last note is, let's look at our heart, bring it to the altar of God. Let him refine us into a pure conductor, ready to be used to our full potential so that he can change our surroundings, right? So, Pastor Mark, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for letting me share that because, like I said, it's been rolling around in me for a long time.
0: There's more to it Praise as well, too. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Yes, oh there we go. Praise the Lord. How many of you enjoyed that? Praise the Lord. Amen. I was sitting with Jerry at lunch and he was talking to me, and I know Jerry well enough to know, you know, he, he's not gonna preach at me or something like that. He's just sharing that, and my heart's just like rolling over. Like this is good. And so he said, I said, Well, will you share that? He says, Oh, yeah, when will you? I said, Well, look, Sunday. And he was like, Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. There's a number of reasons why I want him to do it because one thing I know just because of ministry is that the more he shares it, the more powerful it's going to become. The more it's going to be refined in him, and I believe it's a powerful message to convey. There are, you know, there are some awesome small group leaders, him and Cassie, and so they have more small groups. I know he'll share the essence of some of that revelation and has in his small group. But wherever he is, and God has a message, and for us in particular, as he was sharing that, you know, I, I, another perspective, because I believe that this revival and the understanding of purity and power and how they go together. If 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 I say it and you get it, great. But if not, and he comes at it, and today you got something more about purifying your heart, developing the character of God. One thing he said to me that he didn't say tonight. He said, "Listen, uh, even if you don't have that that perfect Adam with the gaps in it that only has that one," he said, "You may have more, but and it will still have power move through it. But that how that is, it will limit." the power and the efficiency of that power moving through it. So sometimes we have impurities, and we sense well, power's still moving through me, but it's not that same efficiency and direct direct current, might not be the right word, of power moving through us. It's hindered with impurities, right? And so when we start thinking about that, and I love the part, you know, a lot of people always have old uh, questions about... Uh, Why did when those guys touch the ox cart, why did they die? Why did the priest, the high priest, have to be so blood here, blood there, blood everywhere, or else? Because when God's presence was in the Holy of Holies, when God's presence was in that ark, it was 100% pure power, right? And if you aren't a 100% pure conductor, pure power going through you melts you. Right? So, his analogy, if you watch Indiana Jones, was perfect. They got in, it melted their face off. But if you think about that, 99.9% pure will allow that power to flow through us. When you think about how wonderful it is to have air conditioning and the lights on, but listen, if you, it's wonderful to have this and to sit here, but if you need acres and acres of dirt moved, this really won't work. And so the wonder of, the, of what he said was, you know what? There's the power of God in our day-to-day life to function, but there's that power of God that will move mountains that will move absolutely move mountains, but it comes down to this. And so although Paul used it, because I don't think Paul had electricity, but Paul used it with Timothy like this. He said, in every house, in every house, there are precious things like gold and silver, and there's wood and clay. Some for honor, some for dishonor. And he talks about serving, but if you think about what Jerry said, in every house, there's the old nature, there's the non-conductive wood and clay, and then there's the pure character of God in every house. But he said it's our responsibility to purify ourselves of the non-conductors so that we can be pure conductors of the power of God. Amen. Jerry, thanks for sharing that today. I mean, it was powerful. It was awesome. I love it. I love it when other, you know, and I can just say, you know what? Right here in this body, there's so many uh, people who have the vision. They have what God is doing. They have a revelation from God. And so when they can share it with you, I believe that it helps us as a body, the members of the body in their place. So praise the Lord. Why don't you stand up? What a powerful word. I mean, meditate on that. I believe God, like I said, I believe that that word connected with what we're saying. Uh, And I know there's a lot out there, but just consider this in your heart, that it's a prophetic word, that God is preparing us for this pure power to move through us. So he's telling us ahead of time, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for what you're asking for. I like that. He says, we're asking God to move. God wants to move. God's here to move. What what happens? Well, if God moves and we get melted, that's not productive. (laughs) But if God moves and he moves right through us to somebody else, then they get melted. Right? Seriously, we don't want to melt anybody. But the way it moves through us and hits them with a lack of uh, conductivity, but it moves and it starts to reveal... And to bring them to a place of conviction, it begins to change lives all over. Amen. So consider it. Meditate on it. Look at what God's saying to us about our life so we're ready for the very power that we're asking for. And we can be a part with it. Amen.